Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, you snooze, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Good to be back with you on This Week Uncut. Good to be reunited with the one and only Chris Haynes already on the move again. The NBA season restarts tonight. This is dropping on Thursday. We're actually recording this on Wednesday night, but I'm going to say tonight because by the time you guys hear this, it's Thursday. All-star break is over. Chris Haynes already back at work, but got to tell, got to ask you. Uh, you were in Salt Lake City. I was not. I think the less we say about that game, the better. <laughs> not the most watchable all-star game in NBA history. But we want to hear about your escapades, what you did behind the scenes. I was a little sad, I have to say. I, You had some sort of aggressive new cardigan on on Sunday. We just got a glimpse of it when you did your one-on-one with Luka Doncic, but Tell us, uh, just tell us, man. What what was it like? Uh, what was it like behind the scenes, off camera at All Star Weekend? All Star Weekend is always pretty cool, depending on the city that you're in for logistic purposes. But for for Utah, it was um, it was a pleasant surprise. I had more fun than I thought I would. Um, everything, like all the events, the different affairs that agents threw or shoe companies threw. Um, it, you, it, we were pretty close to one another, so it, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't spread out, and so that was that was really good about Salt Lake. So you know, Rich Paul had an event. I went to his event. Um, um, Jeff Swartz had an event for XL. I went to his event. Adidas had an event. Puma had an event. 
trying to think who else. Kenny Smith had his party. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, who else? Chuck you didn't lose all your money, did you? So let's get to that. So last we left off, I Kenny invited me to participate in his charity poker tournament. And so I did. I said I would play because he said he really needed me. This So this is like two days before I had to leave for Salt Lake. And so I didn't know how to play. And that's the one thing I left off when talking to Kenny because he acted like he needed me so bad. He said these big celebrities were going to be there. And I'm like, man, Kenny, think I'm a celebrity. I got to be there. So I grabbed my uh, I grabbed my neighbors. This would have been Wednesday of last week. I grabbed my neighbors. They all know how to play poker. They came over. We played poker at my house from like 8 p.m. to like midnight. And I got pretty good. I actually won the last two games. So I'm feeling okay. So Stein, I go to Kenny's party, which is uh, slash a poker tournament. I go to the table, and the man that's conducting this particular table, there's multiple tables, but the man that's pr- conducting this particular table, Baron Davis is there, Robin Thicke is there, and the guy tells me it's a $10,000 buy-in. I immediately turned around and went to the party instead. That was the end. I'm not going to lie. I was worried for you, but 10, I mean, 10,000, 10, you are 000. a celebrity, but we're still just sports. We're just humble sports writers, man. What is Kenny trying to do to you? $10,000 buy-in. I immediately heard that number and retreated to the dance floor. There was no way you could buy in and then turn that in as a work <laughs> expense and say, NBA, <laughs> NBA research, $10,000. <laughs> Oh, there, there was no way, Stein. Look, I, I, look, I have to. I, I haven't had a chance to t- call Kenny yet and tell him about that buy-in, that that little little detail he left out. But again, I was thankful and I was humbled that he chose me to be a part of that game. I, I think he thinks I'm making dough. Like I think, you know, I'm 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 being pray, paid well. Being paid well. Being paid the most I've ever been paid. Turner is taking care of a brother. They ain't taking care of a brother where I can put 10000 <laughs> on the game right there. You know what I mean? No. I, can, I can do it, but then for the next week or so, I'll be eating bologna sandwiches. So, you know, it, it just wasn't the right move for me. I think I made the right decision at the end of the day. Paint a picture for us. I, see, I, when I, I, I was not at All-Star Weekend, but... Uh, you know, I can't say that I've been to many of these agent parties. Paint a, what is what is the clutch sports party at All Star Weekend look like? Clutch sports party is all the all of the clutch um, players are obviously there who are in the All Star game or either in the Friday and Saturday events. So it's it's like a dinner for them, but it's a slash kind of like a party dinner. And so LeBron was there, Draymond was there. Um, Jordan Clarkson was there, Anthony Edwards, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Who else was in there? And then there's a, a bunch of GMs. I don't want to ne- start naming those names, <laughs> but there's. A, oh, I, <laughs> I, I want you to. There's. A, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know if they want that out there, but they're, they're, <laughs> that's pretty good. There are there are a bunch of GMs in there as well. Um, there are shoe executives there. Um. I'm trying to think of any celebrities. 21 Savage was in there, who's a rapper. I don't know if you know who he is, Ty. Gail King. I have heard of him. I have heard of him. Progress. Gail King I've showed up. Gail, Gail King. King. And that is Oprah's best friend. And she has her own 
talk show. Gail King was there. I'm trying to think. There, there was a bunch of other people. But, yeah, that's pretty much how it is at a, a clutch sports party slash dinner. The Excel party is the same thing or is that a different vibe? Uh, same thing. It, it had a few <laughs> had a few had a few GMs in that one, but not not really the celebrity um, status there. But yeah, a few GMs. So, so the players there, CJ McCollum was there. My guy Trey Murphy was there, who participated in the slam dunk contest. Trying to think, who else did I see in there as a player? Then Richard Jefferson showed up. Um, Channing Fry showed up. All former players. So that that's pretty much how it goes, man. So in Indy, will Mrs. Haynes let me be your plus one? Or can you get a plus two for one of these parties? Come on, Stein. You can get your own. You can oh, get your nobody, own invitation. Nobody Stein. knows Stop me. It. Nobody knows me. Stop it, Stein. Nobody knows. You you and Jeff Schwartz go way back. I'm pretty sure he'll he'll look out for you. Sometimes, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. <laughs> But it's um, cool. It was cool. All the events. And then at the end of the day, at the so after sun after Sunday night's game, the All-Star game, which I know you have something to say about, but Charles Barkley's birthday, you know, he turned 60 at midnight. Right. So Turner had a a um kind of a send-off party slash birthday party for Chuck. And so that was cool, man. Chuck was all emotional, man. He's a good dude. Really? I, I spent yeah, Chuck. Chuck's a really good dude, man. I spent so much time with him over the weekend, and uh, he knows my family. He knows my best friends, and so uh, you know it, it's good spending time with Chuck, man. We watched the whole um, Saturday night together. We we left because we only had the pregame obligations or the pregame show, and from there we went back to our hotel. We went to the bar. Me, Chuck, and my family. We watched we watched all of Saturday night with him. Charles Barkley is one of my all-time favorite people that I've ever encountered in this job. And uh, I can only imagine getting to spend in close quarters like you have on TV. But I mean, look, I, you know, now you're going to get me on my old man soapbox. But I, I remember like when I started covering the league in the mid nineties, I mean, it was just, it was just a different time. And Charles would just after practice, he would sit there for a half hour, 45 minutes. Like he on TV, he loves to act like he can't stand us in the media and we all annoy him, but it's totally not true. And before games in Houston, his Houston days, I mean, the whole 45 minutes before a game, he would hold court. He would be available to the media the whole time. And I remember my first playoffs, 19, my, my first three, four years covering the league at the LA daily news my playoffs ended when the Lakers were out. The Clippers, the Clippers did not make the playoffs the years that I was on the beat. So basically, once the Lakers were out, my season was over. When I came to the Dallas Morning News, that you know the Mavericks were terrible, but they were like, "No, we're the no, we are the we're the paper of record in Texas." We, you know, the Houston Rockets are in the conference finals. The Spurs are in the conference finals. You you will cover it. You will cover those those teams as far as they go. So I remember my first playoff series for the Dallas Morning News. Utah, Houston. We're in Salt Lake City. And Charles Barkley's eating on the street dinner, just him and a pal. And he barely knew me then. I mean, I was like, I was only covering the league three, four years. Like, he just insisted I join them and sit with them. Like, you know, he definitely has a soft spot for us that I don't think comes through on TV. So uh, to be his teammate like you are, I am uh, am jealous. I know he's... 
He is a fantastic teammate. I'm, I'm going to say this about Chuck real quick. So, Stein, so we're leaving again. It's Saturday night. We're leaving the arena together. We're both hopping a sprinter together. So as we're leaving, you know, he's loved by everybody. So we're leaving and fans are saying, we love you, Chuck. We love you. And he yells back at him, love you too. And so I whispered in Chuck's ear as we're walking out the arena. I said, Chuck, you don't love them. He was like, hey, I got to pay the bills. <laughs> you know what, though? I think you work with two guys, though, Chuck and Shaq. Yeah. Like, as famous as they still, I mean, you see Shaq does more commercials than anybody, yep. more than any current player. I've never seen two superstars who are so comfortable in crowds and with people. Yeah. They really, like everybody wants to talk to them and touch them and, you know, say something to them. And like, they really have incredible patience for everybody that wants their attention. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see. I'm, I'm glad that there is, you know, where players can have a, probably even a more high profile career post their playing days. And that's, you know, those are two Hall of Famers, the best ever played at their position. But you can make it case they're probably more famous now. And Ch- Charles is definitely more lovable now. I think you can say that. You know, he's a more lovable character than he was when he was a player. So it's pretty cool to see this this formation of these guys right now. All right. Well, get to the All Star uh, Game, Star. Get to well, the All Star Game. I would actually, I mean, we could do a whole pod on this, but I know everybody wants to get to the to the real deal. Because, look, we're back at the All-Star break. It's very short for players and very long for all of us on the outside who want the games to come back and don't like, you know, that All-Star game ends Sunday night and we got to get through three-plus days with no games and we don't like it. So, obviously, some big news this week. The Atlanta Hawks abruptly making a coaching change, only the second coaching change of the season, of course, Brooklyn earlier replaced Steve Nash with Jacques Vaughn. And now in Atlanta, Nate McMillan out. Joe Prunty in as the interim coach. But the Hawks have already begun the search. Former Jazz coach Quinn Snyder is probably generating the most buzz as a potential candidate. But like I said, I uh, I always get it confused. I, I'm trying to keep us on Thursday time, even though we're actually recording Wednesday night. But tonight, Wednesday night, I reported that former Celtics coach Ime Udoka is a candidate being considered by the Hawks. Also a lot of buzz surrounding Charles Lee, the Bucks assistant who's been in numerous head coaching searches lately. Just timing-wise, tell me, tell me what you thought when you heard that, that Atlanta was making this change now. Not surprised, not surprised. I would say it. I kind of thought Nate would walk away. Walk away midseason at some point. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm curious to know if Nate felt uh, if he was shocked by this move. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was a a meeting or something like that that happened where they kind of knew that Nate was looking elsewhere, look, looking to get out out the door. I don't know, but ultimately they made the decision, and so wasn't surprised that much. But I will say this is that you know this is what's been going on with the Atlanta Hawks you know this this uh passes uh, super exceeds Nate McMillan's tenure there this is something that's been going on for a while when I'm talking about dysfunction 
Um, when you're talking about accountability, and I have to give John Collins props, man. He came out style. I don't know if you heard him in, the, in his press conference. He was kind of saying how he feel like Nate McMillan, like the way that he coaches, what he demands, he's more suited for a veteran team. And he talked about the need for guys to kind of grow up in this locker room, to start being professional and, ha- and handle things like men. And so I, I give him props uh, for, for saying something like that. But I, I will say this, it, it's going to take a, an awful lot. And I know when um, Landry Fields took over as the general manager, you know, we had a conversation and he said what he wanted to implement was accountability, want uh, to be a resource to players where they can reach out and voice their concerns with, with things. They want want this organization to be a more player-friendly environment. And that really hasn't been the case over the last four or five years. There's been a lot of frustration with that, with that team from ownership level, management level, down on down to the players. There's been a lot of frustration. So I you know, I don't know if one coach can come in here and, and uh fix things, but that's definitely a start. And this will be the start of uh, Landry Fields bringing in his own guys and no no more important role than the head coach. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, you said it. I mean, a coaching change in February after in December, a full front office change. You don't often see a front office shakeup the magnitude that we saw in December with multiple changes, uh, you know, Travis Schlenk stepping away. Landry Fields and Kyle Corver now coming in. You know, Quinn Snyder, he's going to have a chance at probably every coaching opening that arises here in the near future. He had an incredible tenure in Utah, left on his own terms. Uh, you know, it's been out there since last March, almost a year. And it really goes back even before that because I reported it last March. I was hearing it over a year ago that. You know, San Antonio, there's interest there in Quinn Snyder to be Pop's eventual replacement. Atlanta, you know, Landry Fields had a press conference Wednesday, and the only candidate that the Hawks have publicly acknowledged as a replacement, potential replacement for Nate McMillan, is Quinn Snyder's. Now, I think I think part of that, Landry Fields was pretty open that Quinn is not affiliated with a team right now, so that's why... He feels comfortable saying his name. He's not going to mention someone like Charles Lee, who is obviously on Mike Budenholzer's, Mike Budenholzer's staff in Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, like how quickly the Hawks will move, what direction they ultimately go, how seriously Ime Udoka will be considered for this position after the circumstances sur- circumstances surrounding his exit in Boston, what other candidates they have that we don't know about yet. A lot of questions and look, and, you know, a lot of, you know, there will, people will be watching very closely how Landry Fields and Kyle Korver proceed in this search, but also Trey Young. I mean, Trey, the spotlight, the scrutiny that Trey Young is going to face now, this is the second significant coaching change in, in his time as a player. And uh, the reality is, you know, it's Charles Barkley saying, you know, the stars get all the blame, the stars get all the credit. And the Hawks have, you know, not been able to main, haven't come close to being able to maintain the momentum from their trip to the East Finals a couple of years ago, 2021. 
So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of curiosity league-wide about where the Hawks go from here. There are a few Hawks players who would love a potential addition of Ime Udoka. I'll just throw that out there. But definitely already, for the reasons you've said, but definitely Quinn Snyder, it looks like he's going to have a, a fantastic opportunity um, to get this, this job, you know, once the process really starts with them interviewing candidates. So I like Quinn Snyder, hell of a coach, great, uh, great coach in mind. Um, relationships, one thing that I hear about him is like he's good with relationships and communication. And that's going to be key when you're talking about the Atlanta Hawks because it seems like over these last, I don't know, half a decade, it, it, that that hasn't been the case over there. So that's one thing they want to install. And look, Ime Udoka is a great coach. You don't get to the NBA Finals in your first season if you can't coach. I mean, he had an instant impact as a coach there. But the reality is Ime Udoka was suspended for this entire season by the Celtics for what they deemed to be a relationship with a female staff member that violated team policy. Boston has made Joe Mazzulla the full-time replacement. So obviously Ime Udoka is not going back to Boston. How seriously will the Hawks consider him? When it comes to Quinn Snyder, we don't know. Are the Hawks his first choice? I, you know, I, I don't know that. I have not seen Quinn since the playoffs last season. So I don't know. You know, th- this search, on one hand, it's in its infancy. But on the other hand, you can probably assume that the Hawks have been thinking about this for some time. Knew that one way or the other, this very well likely was going to be Nate McMillan's last season. So surely the Hawks have been pondering this and and probably have a better idea of the direction they want to go than we do 24, 48 hours after the announcement. Yeah, they should. This is something obviously they've been planning for a while. And, it, you know, this this is Landry Field. This is his first major move that he's going to make to try to get, you know, get this team to turn a corner because they have, you know, Trey Young. And I know Trey Young, people are blaming him for um, Nate McMillan's ouster. You know, this, this is the second coach that has that has been fired, you know, while Trey has been there. Um, Lloyd Pierce first, now Nate McMillan. And I think it's unfair to blame Trey. You, you don't, that's, that's not how this happened. I haven't heard anything. I was not told that Trey asked for for Nate to be let go, anything like that. So that's that's just not true. That's not factual. But what I what I will say is that the Hawks have a window here. They have a they have a window to get this right with their star player Trey Young. He wants to win. He wants to win big. I know him. I know him. I know him well. I know him and his family. They want they want to win big. So there's a window right here to try to get things right. And so, you know, this that's why, you know, you add on top, you add the tray element to it. And that's why this this decision on this next coach is, is a real pivotal moment for the organization. How do you think, I mean, put the Atlanta coaching situation aside, you know, Trey Young is not an he was not an all-star. He's not selected by the coaches. He was his the where he landed in the player vote was low, and I think a lot of eyebrows were raised by that. How do you think? He's handling this kind of, I don't know, rocky road, bumpy period, however you want to describe it. When, you know, again, two years ago, he was, you know, he was one of the young toasts of the league, leading the Hawks to the conference finals. Obviously, this season, they're 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 way off that level. 
I haven't spoken to Trey yet, but what I will say, you know, I've spoken to him previous times with, with other um, situations that may have uh, occurred, but he's used to it. He's used to it. You know, he's he's a guy that came into the league. I believe he still does it, but, you know, he used to write down and keep tally of all the writers or reporters <laughs> who had negative things to say about him. And he, like, kept tally. He kept track uh, to see what they said and to go out there and prove them wrong. Like, so he's he's somebody that's used to, you know, hearing his name kind of be, I guess you could say, disrespected. I, I, ble- I believe that's the way he would see it. And, you know, that 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 kind of fuels him. So with this situation right here, I really think he's re- – like, I don't think this situation right here has him fretting at all. I really think he – it's used to it. He's going to, you know, get through it like he's gotten through all the other, you know, obstacles that came throughout his career. And I think this is just one more. But ultimately, I think it's going to come a day where the Hawks are going to have to get this right. And and I think to your question, Stein, I, so sound like you, you're kind of um, you're kind of questioning his star capacity. What what are you what are you doing, Stein? Talk well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I think I think I don't think it's just me at this point. I mean, it the fact that among his fellow pros that he and of course I should have this right at my fingertips and I I don't. I'm actually going to look it up as we speak. But it, it was eye opening to me that when the players voted in the All Star, that you know he wasn't as high as you would you would have thought a caliber you know the kind of caliber player he is. I mean. <laughs> I look, I I thought that Trey and DeJounte Murray, I loved the DeJounte Murray move. I thought that those guys were going to flourish. I know there were fit concerns and, mm-hmm. you know, does, does DeJounte shoot it well enough for them to click well? But I mean, that's the thing. There's talent here for whoever that next coach is. Um, you know, it's not like there's nothing to work with in Atlanta. And, you know, you mentioned John, you mentioned John Collins as well. I mean, it's amazing. John Collins has now been his name has been bandied about at four consecutive trade deadlines. And I really thought this time was the year he was going to move. But I mean, there was definitely some hesitation out there to take on his contract with three more years left on it. But, yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this now. So where did he fall? Because before you tell me, I'm just going to name off, you know, Kyrie was voted in. So among player votes, Trey was 12th among East guards, among players. And that, I mean, that does. He was 12th amongst guards? Among, yeah, in the player vote, you know, yeah. not, not the media. Um, so that was, that was surprising. Okay. 12th, yeah, that's pretty low there. That's pretty low there. In the player vote, Kyrie Irving won. Donovan Mitchell, two. Jalen Brown, three. DeMar DeRozan, four. James Harden, five. Tyrese Halliburton, six. Darius Garland, seven. Jalen Brunson, eight. What the NBA sent out doesn't even list. Okay, LaMelo Ball was nine. Ten and 11 were not even listed on what was released by the NBA. Mm. And Trey Young was 12th among Damn. players in the guard vote. So, I mean, that that says he's got work to do on his reputation. When your peers are ranking you six five, six, seven spots below where the fans and the media have you. I mean, that's, that's something that's, that's not, that's not nothing. The Hornets are second, second to last place. 
and Lamelo Lamelo was picked ahead of Trey. Is that right, Stein? Lamelo was nine among the players, seven among yeah. the fans, ten among the media. Well, players and he's missed half this. Yeah, and he's missed half the season. Yeah, players don't always get it right, obviously. But no, with that being said, yeah, like there's been speculation that Trey is hard to play with. Uh, we've heard that, but the guy, come on now, he he is an all star talent. He is an all star talent. That you know, you have to, and that that's not a talent that any franchise just wants to lose. So, you know, that's 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 another reason they're trying to do everything they can to get this thing right. They really value the Hawks really value Trey as a player and a person. So, that, you know, that's why this is such a pivotal move. Yep, no question. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the kind of what other candidates emerge or maybe, you know, maybe we already know the the three main candidates. I guess we will I have a feeling more names will emerge. And I'm really curious to see what they do here. Because, again, this is, for a new coach, this should be one of the better situations. Because, again, there is still a lot of talent on this Hawks roster, despite what's happened here last season and this season. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I know you got to go soon, and tomorrow night you got Warriors at Lakers. Is that your uh, that's your assignment? That is correct. That is correct. So it's been pretty busy in the buyout market. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Russell Westbrook is a Clipper now. Terrence Ross is a son. Reggie Jackson is a nugget. Kevin Love to Miami with the Heat. Justin Holiday in Dallas. Pat Bev is a bull. Danny Green with the Cavs. We've seen a lot of movement. But then there's the reality about the buyout market. 
Peja Stojakovic in 2011 as a buyout guy. He helped the Mavericks win a championship. I had a front row seat for that. But it's funny, P.J. Brown, who is often described as the number one most successful buyout market story, and I know because I've said that 50 times, but the truth is P.J. was actually not playing that in 2007-08 when he joined the Celtics. He really was more like a DeMarcus Cousins or a Carmelo Anthony now, guys who haven't played all season. Then P.J. Brown hadn't played that season and then joined the Celtics and had a big role. So even P.J. Brown, who's so frequently suggested to be or meant, you know, described as this buyout market success, he's not really a buyout market success. It's rare that we see a buyout market guy make a difference. Out of all those guys, who do you, who's going to make the biggest difference? Does, does Love end up carving out a big role in Miami? Does Russ and the Clippers, does that work? There's a lot of skepticism already. Which is the one that you are most interested in? Well, I think the difference, I think Kevin Love and Russ, I think stand out to me over the other ones you mentioned, because I believe those other ones, they're going to be complimentary pieces. And don't get me wrong, Kevin Love and Russ, they're going to be complimentary pieces. But I think that they'll have probably more of a workload and even more so Russ, because I just think the way he plays the game, that's just what comes with it. He's going to give you his all. He's going to get to the rim. He's going to attack the rim. You can't have Russ on the team and not allow him to be able to, to be himself. And so I think pay dividends. Look, I, I would like to see a, a nice storyline of Russ going over there and making things work, proving the doubters wrong, staying in L.A., um, may, maybe, you know, having a series with the Lakers. I would like to see something happen with that where, you know, where he could kind of redeem himself. But with that being said, if, if we're talking about Russ and Kevin Love, I will go towards saying Russ will probably have more of an impact. How big of an impact that is, uh, how, how much will it um, equate to winning, I don't know. But I think the Clippers and Russ are committed to trying to make this work. Well, look, the players are back at him. The other members of the Clippers, it really sounds like they're the ones who made this happen because Lawrence Frank was pretty adamant when he spoke to the media after the trade deadline. If we're going to bring another guard in here, we need a floor spacer, a good shooter who's not going to be ball dominant. And, you know, Russ is ball dominant and not a floor spacer. So on one hand, you sit here and say, how is this going to work? But to me, the Bulls are too far gone for Pat Bev to make any kind of significant difference there. I think Reggie Jackson will help Denver. I really like Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson are nice additions for the Nuggets just to clean their bench up. Um, Danny Green brings a, a, an old head presence to Cleveland that they, they with Kevin Love leaving, they, you know, that's a void that he certainly fills. And, you know, that's a young team with big dreams. And so they need some veteran guidance. But yeah, I mean, look, Russ, Russ and Love are the two that, that jump off the page for me too. And Miami needs shooting. So, there is going to be an opportunity for Love to get on the floor there and see if he can make shots and and get into that heat rotation and, and make a difference. But yeah, Russ to the Clippers is going to be fascinating theater. No question. All right, sir. I'm going to let you go and get five minutes of rest before your next assignment. <laughs> Warriors at Lakers. No Steph Curry for at least another week. Lakers, the first of the most important 23 games of LeBron James' career. 
as he said the other day. Chris Haynes will be on the sideline for that. No cardigan, though, right, tonight? No cardigan? No cardigan. Regular suit. Regular suit. I thought you'd be proud of me wearing that cardigan. I, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I, 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 I'm sad we didn't see more of it. Yeah, there's a story behind that cardigan, but we'll, I'll tell you on the next episode. All right. And I will, I will, I will, I will wait for it because I do want to hear it. All right, everybody. Thanks, Emil, for joining us. Another edition of this league, uncut in the books. Please rate, review, subscribe. Chris and I will be back Monday. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This league uncut is an iHeartRadio production. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.